When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Are you ready to enhance your future in tech? Then it's time to make your move to the UK. The nation that has more tech unicorns than France, Germany and Sweden combined. The nation that was third in the world to have a $1 trillion tech sector valuation. The nation where great talent comes together. Visit gov.uk forward slash great talent to see how you can work, live and move to the UK. Good day, Internet. Good day, Internet. Hello, Internet. Good day, Internet. Hello, Rob DeMillo. How's it going? It's good. How are you guys doing? We're Thank doing you, good. Uh, I'm uh, considering a move to Arizona. Uh, I'm sorry? Because of State Bill 1341, the, uh, the Arizona revised statute that would make Bitcoin legal tender in Arizona. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Uh, go read the entire bill because unlike most bills, it's 22 lines long, so it won't take you but a minute. And it basically says, uh, the definitions of legal tender in Arizona will be pretty much anything the U S says is legal tender. Uh, there's three lines about that line four, Bitcoin period. <laughs> mm. Then there's there's a there's a, a line after that that defines Bitcoin. Bitcoin means decentralized peer-to-peer digital currency in which a record of transactions is maintained on the Bitcoin blockchain. Uh, but yeah, uh, this was what's hilarious about this too is this was introduced by Senator Rogers, but only one senator, not Senator Rogers, is on record supporting it yet. Uh, Brock Wilson. Brock Wilson, the actor. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> does, does, does he not know? Does Wilson not know what Bitcoin is? Or yeah, maybe he knows too well. It's one or the other, right? Yeah, it's one or the other. Yeah. Or are they talking about the poker? Pro- oh, wait. He- one, one Bitcoin equals one dollar, right? I just, I'm like, I'm fascinated by this will never go anywhere. Arizona's not going to make Bitcoin legal tender. But so what did Senator Rogers get? out of introducing this bill like and uh and what did what did brock wilson get out of uh, just voluntarily stepping forward and registering support on the record before anybody else uh any 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 voters that voted for rogers would vote for wilson i guess i don't know i mean there could there be a defeat a notion is there what is it maybe is this one of those things maybe where they preemptively defeat a motion like you introduce something like this early so that it can get shot down so that you can use that oh, later on. Oh, you mean that's ammunition. why Rogers hasn't supported it because yeah. he wants it to? Uh, yeah, maybe. I yeah. doubt it, though. <laughs> no, that's interesting. You know, uh, policy shaping? Yeah, it could be. It could be. I don't know that. Are you saying it's a, it, it's, it, is it a, is it a trial balloon for something else, you think? Well, because sometimes they'll introduce legislation as a <laughs> to, to use as it's ammunition. It's pretty rare further... that that happens, but it does happen. Yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, like, but what advantage? I'm thinking particularly in that state's case. What exactly advantage? Or maybe, maybe there's something I don't see because you limit I'm not- the debate. The the that maneuver that that he's describing uh, is a way to to stop the debate from causing people to get behind it and give the bill momentum and turn an unpopular bill into a bill that's popular. You just kind of rule it out right from the top. You kill it, kill it in the grave, in the grave. No, in the cradle. And the cradle. You take the cradle. Oh, grave you put late. the cradle and the bathwater in the grave. I think is how that. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Cradle um, to the grave was a good movie. <laughs> the, the hand that rocks the cradle was also a good. It was. Yeah. What, what do you think Rebecca De Mornay is doing right now? She's buying you, Bitcoin in case it becomes legal it. tender in Arizona. Of course, she's she is. watching the hand that rocks the cradle. <laughs> Possibly just sitting there with a small glass of gin, that, watching that herself in hand. The rock a small glass of gin. Probably, yeah. No, we offended all of the morning. Hi, Rob. How are you? Hi, Sarah. Are you are you chilly? I do. I seem chilly. You look I a am chilly. chilly. Look a little. Yeah, my uh, my studio is chilly in the winter months. But yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm very chilly. Today. These guys saw this, but but check it out. Ooh, Ooh nice. That'll warm me right up. A little DTS beanie. Sure will. Yeah. Yeah. Why don't I have one of those? I need to get one of those. You 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 work. My kids took one. the way Rob got one was telling me the same thing. So maybe that's all you need to do. All said now, all said. Tom, I'm dying out here. I mean, you have oh. David Michael's email too. You just email. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> The way you get one, Sarah, is dailytechnewsshow.com slash store. You know what? I'm going to. Unless you work for the show, in which case that would be silly and we'll just send you money. I love a good meanie. Um, I, I was, uh, when, we, when we thank our top patrons, you know, over the years, um, I noticed that my mother is only a few people down the list because hmm. she is a Top contributor to ATNS. Really? Oh, so we're yeah. getting close wow. to you thanking Linnell Lane, your mom, for her lifetime support. Wait, so let me great. ask you: Would so you cute. say, "Would you say Linnell, or would you say, "Thanks, mom"? I mean, she's Linnell. Yeah, I mean, you, you know, want the rest of the audience both to both work. Yeah, get full credit. Yeah. yeah, I was, I was sort of like, oh, did not even realize that. Thanks, That's mom. Great. I love that. That's a, it's very mom. You know, your mom it's just rocks. what moms do. Well, now yeah, I know you're out does. there. You rock. You do, mom. You rock. I need to come visit when it's safe again and say hi. Yeah, it would be fun. It would be fun. I so don't, I, so I don't say that just because I want your mom to make pie when I visit. That's not, I don't oh. know why you would even suggest that that was. Wait, the there's pie? Oh. oh, my mother <laughs> makes pie every summer and then freezes like a multitude of pies that go into the freezer in the garage. Oh, not, you know, cause you don't want to disturb the regular freezer. No. You just want to put it in the pie freezer. Yeah. There is always pie. Had respect for the that. bodies. You put the bodies in the garage freezer under the pie. Well, yeah. Oh, no, bodies no, no, and no. pie. You yeah. put the, you put the body in the neighbor's yard. <laughs> Mincemeat pie. Different. Different feel, yeah, never. But effective. Mm. Tell me about this mincemeat. Yeah, <laughs> don't worry about it. It's really I'll good. I'll stick to fruit who things. Was, who was? It? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who did you wrong, mom? You can't prove anything. 
not now. <laughs> you ate my Wait, what was I watching? Oh, I wish I talked about this with Len yesterday. Um, I won't spoil anything, but Len Peralta had told me, you have to watch the show Dead Dead to Me, um, which I hadn't watched until recently. And I sort of went back into the, um, I think it's a Showtime show. I don't really remember. Or maybe Hulu. Yeah. I don't know. Um, with Christina Applegate and oh. uh, others. It's really good. It's really good, but it's very much, yeah, like it's very much like one of those, like who done it, you know, what are we going to do? It's crazy, nice. you know, murder, mystery kind of thing. Fun. Yeah, it's, it's a good show. What's it on? I don't remember. I think it's, I, it's, yeah, I think you're right. I think it is, it's either Showtime or Netflix, maybe? Actually, Netflix? it's Net Netflix. Netflix. Is it Netflix? It, it is, yeah, because I remember the, um. The opening and closing now, but uh, yeah, good show. If you want to keep with the with the freezer theme, you can also watch Resident Alien. I love mm. people talking I, about Resident Alien this t- as it comes back. It's 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 getting a little momentum. I feel like oh, it's it's yeah, it is pretty amazing. I don't know. I've I've always been kind of on the fence with, with Alan Tudyk. Hi. <laughs> what about him, Roger? Did somebody do you wrong? Yeah, like, I mean, you're the only person I've ever heard to say that. Like, you know what? I don't like him. Something about him isn't right. (laughs) Strawberry ice cream. (laughs) No. That gives me gas. (laughs) Just any noun. Just throw any noun out. Puppies. Puppies. What do you think about puppies? Who needs them? I'm sorry. That was just funny because everybody was, I, we were talking about just how everybody loves Resident Alien and Roger's like, I thought you were going to say like, I don't know. I watched that. It wasn't very good. And you're like, oh, you just when lay you right said that, I, I, I was like, oh, I only okay. thought, I, I thought of Resident Evil. That's different. Oh, that's, yeah, that's much different. Mm. Very different. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I Alan like, Tudyk nah, is in there. I don't watch that. Yeah. It's much different. Is the Resident Alien like an alien who comes to your house and is like, hello, it, think, do you have an Think of Northern Explosion and then drop Alan Tudyk as an alien in the middle of it. Yeah, like an an illegal space alien that drops in. And he's a doctor. And, yeah. Well, now. Oh. Right. Well, well yeah. I mean, that's part of his story. That. Well, how many legal space aliens do we have? I don't know. How many well, have we you seen? We don't know. <laughs> that's great. That's <laughs> we part of we just turned this Twitch channel into a whole different show. How many illegal space time. aliens do we have is the real question, folks. Open Daily your eyes. Show. Yeah. I mean, who on this panel might be a space we'll alien? It, You're not we'll going to tell us if you I are. I got to DTNS to dance. Dance. That just sounds like a hair salon. Welcome dance. to dance. Or a coffee shop. Or dance studio. Dance. Which ties into Tom's mug. Dance as in, uh, as belonging to Dan? Like, no, yeah, like D-A-N-S, like Daily Alien News Show. Daily well, Alien News Show. I mean, that's. There are a lot of Dan's out there who, you know, we you can know, pivot. running small Roger, businesses. Pivot. Roger, I, I, I know we're trying to expand content here on the uh, Super Brilliant <laughs> Network, but I don't know if Daily Alien News Show is necessarily where we want to go. We would, we would just it? hire That's people what named... an alien would say. <laughs> <laughs> we hire people named Dan to, to host it. Done. I mean, I, 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 I'm... <laughs> I'm a fan of Dan's. Yeah. yeah. Well, good Dan's. In fact, I can't think of a Dan I don't like. We already have one, Dan. 
There's a, there's that one, Dan. Yeah. yeah. We get uh, Dan Campos uh, to, to, to host along with several other Dans. Just a series of Dans. Maybe some Danas. <laughs> the fictional Dan Martell from yesterday. Dan Martell. Dan Martell. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we were trying to remember I mean, somebody's Dan name Martell, yesterday. We know you're out there somewhere. And, and, and it turned out we were trying to remember Dan Mitchell and Lindsay Martell, but we could only remember them as one name. We yeah. made a composite that was, of two That was my people. bad. Yeah. That was funny. I just did that with Frank Gwynn and Herman Muster. Yeah. Mm. Frank Munster. Frank Munster. Munster. Uh, Munster. Well, anyway, uh, Sarah, you missed it at the, at the very beginning. Arizona has a bill pending to make Bitcoin legal tender in Arizona. Oh, boy. Here we go. No okay. one is going to support it, mind you. But Well, some people will. Senate but, bill th- well, Brock yeah. Wilson, Senator Brock Wilson has already gone on record Brock supporting Wilson. it. So, yeah, you're right. Somebody will. Yeah. And now we know who it is. Hey, <laughs> yeah, boy. I'm um, excited. There, I may... There's been a been a lot of topics on today's pre-show. You know, these would all make good titles. Oh, right. Yeah, we were gonna we were gonna tell people that, weren't we? Uh, go to showbot.tv slash DTNS two and uh, and vote on titles. Right now, it's GDI, so it's all GDI titles. Once DTNS starts, then people will start submitting the DTNS titles. But get in there and and vote on them. You know, vote early. You can only vote once by per IP address, but. <laughs> oh, and uh, 3 p.m. today, Los Angeles time. We're doing our StreamYard test. Pacific so, if you want to time, it applies Pacific. to the whole time zone. It's not <laughs> right, Los Angeles. Los Angeles time. Pardon you, um, yeah. Sarah. You know, like, excuse us. You know, you know who's in Los Angeles time? Alan Tudyk. You can drop by our Twitch and It we'll would be great if Alan right. could join us. That would be lovely. You know, just to kind of plead his case. Have you ever like, invited him? We have con- I don't have her contact info. What Roger is trying to say is that 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific, we're going to have an experimental stream, right? Yes, StreamYard. So. Uh, we just need a few people, but if um, the more the merrier, to uh, give us feedback on what you see on the on the uh, GDI Good Day Internet Twitch. If you're stream. watching or listening to this later, you missed it. That's, I'm sorry, but if you're you're watching or listening live, swing on by. But you know, unless you're, now, unless you're listening just a little bit later, right? Right. I guess so. I guess there's a window in there, right? There's, there's, there's so like, I could, yeah, I could listen to this in 2023 when I could do this. Mm, no. Well, no. Preferably by 2023, we would, would have had our our you know marbles in a in a in a bag. And by 2023, be it'll be yard. the the uh, the Dan's show. It'll be entirely. <laughs> Hopefully, yeah. it'll be Dan's we'll, yard. We'll have pivoted to alien coverage. I think we should start the show. What do you think? Yeah, I think that is a great idea. Well, I don't know. How are we doing a show? Know. There's a show. Let's start another one inside this one. Every day. Every day we do this. Like every day. Should we start the show? I don't know. Should we? Yeah. We're all here. Well, yep. Here we go. Fine Swiss watch, Sarah. It's a fine Swiss watch. Coming up on DTNS, how's that pivot to services going for Apple, the state of battery swaps for EVs, and Google listened to us. OMG. 
This is the Daily Tech News for Friday, January 28th, 2022 in Los Angeles. I'm Tom Merritt. And from Studio Redwood, I'm Sarah Lane. I'm the show's producer, Roger Chang. And joining us, Chief Technology Officer at Skidmore, uh, Owings, and they Roger did put the other part in Merrill, there. Merrill, Merrill, Merrill. Oh, it didn't line wrap. Roger put it in there. It didn't line wrap. It's Google Docs' fault. Fix it, Google. Rob DeMillo, how are you? Good to have you here. I'm good. Thank you very much. Uh, Appreciate you guys for having me again. We were just talking about uh, Arizona's pending bill to make Bitcoin legal tender with Rob on our longer version of the show, Good Day Internet. You can get that at patreon.com slash DTNS. Speaking of, big thanks to our top patrons today. They include Michelle Sergio, Mike McLaughlin, and Miss Music Teacher. Let's start with a few tech things you should know. IDC reports that Samsung retook the number one spot for smartphone shipments in 2021 with 20% market share globally after shipping 272 million phones during the year. Apple was in the number two spot with 235.7 million shipped phones. Xiaomi took third place with 191 million. Oppo was next with 133.5 million. And Vivo after that in the top five spot with 128.3 million. Overall, companies shipped 1.35 billion smartphones in 2021. That's a 5.7% increase over the previous year. But supply chain issues continue to plague the entire sector. Counterpoint Research had slightly different overall numbers for the top five, but noted that this marks the first time the smartphone market has grown year over year since 2017. Microsoft and 35 U.S. states, led by the state of Utah, filed amicus briefs with the United States Court of Appeals for the Ninth Circuit, supporting Epic Games in its appeal, in its case, against Apple. The states argue that the court should have applied Section 1 of the Sherman Antitrust Act to Apple, even in the case of a unilateral contract with developers, which prohibits, quote, every contract combination conspiracy in restraint of trade. TechCrunch found FCC documents that show Joby Aviation is seeking permission to test its pre-production prototype vertical takeoff and landing aircraft over the San Francisco Bay near tourist spots. Joby told TechCrunch it's still securing permission and has no confirmed plans just yet. WhatsApp's one of the most popular messaging apps in the world, but you might not know it to talk to some folks in the United States. Most of its 2 billion users are elsewhere. So WhatsApp is beginning a marketing push in the U.S. this weekend during the U.S. football playoffs this Sunday. Head of WhatsApp, Will Cathcart, told The Verge he also thinks the fact that WhatsApp works on iOS and Android will be appealing to people frustrated by the green bubble issues. Cathcart also said WhatsApp has no plans to support SMS or its more secure and feature-rich successor, RCS. All right, let's talk a little more about how we all won and convinced yeah. Google to change their mind. <laughs> By we, I mean the entire internet, not, not just DTNS, but we'll take part of that W. Uh, last week, we told you about the fact that people who, who had been using a version of G Suite that gave them Google services with domain names for free for more than a decade were finally being asked to pay or lose service by September of this year. A July deadline to make a decision, but they wouldn't actually lose service till September. And we all had different takes on whether we thought this was unfair or not, given the amount of time that people had to switch. Uh, some people said, yeah, but they didn't give us enough warning, even if there was time. Still, we all generally agreed that since Google offers free services without domains... 
that maybe Google could offer a way to migrate people off the domain to the free without domain service. And that might be better. Give people the option to just lose the domain, not all of their data, if they can't afford the 6 to $18 per user month fees. Well, Google apparently listened. The support page for G Suite Legacy Free Edition users now says it will, quote, provide an option for you to move your non-Google Workspace paid content and most of your data to a no-cost option in the coming months. The support site says these options will be coming before you have to make a decision on July 1st, but will not include premium features like custom email or multi-account management. But it implies you'll have an option to keep things like your Google Play purchases, your movies, your music, etc., YouTube history, all that kind of stuff. If you log into your free account right now, and you're not a business, you got fewer than 10 users, you can take a survey to say, I'm not a business. And if you fill out that survey, it's a one question survey. There's two questions. The second question is, is it okay for us to use the information in the other question? Uh, If you fill out that survey, Google says it will end updates on more or it will send updates on more options for your non-business legacy account in the coming months. Now, One can assume a devil may lurk in those details, but hopefully after it gets enough surveys, Google will make those details apparent and maybe, maybe it'll be an angel in the details. Oh man. Well, as somebody who is, I'm, I'm, I'm in limbo in, in this uh, situation. I have a custom domain. I, I've been using uh, uh, um, G Suite for this for some time now. I think I probably set this up in 2005. I, I mean, 2006 it's been, it's, is when they started. So you probably did it in 2006 then. If it, it was if, probably if 2006. It feels like it was that then, long yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I was mildly worried about it. At the same time, it's sort of like, okay, you have until September. It's January. Okay. <laughs> you know, I, you know, it, it's, it's not like somebody said, you're going to get kicked off. You're not going to be able to read your SarahLane.com email starting tomorrow. That would be a much bigger deal. But Google, and I think that, I think, and especially we've gotten uh, a lot of uh, folks writing in saying, uh, this would affect me and here's how I use it, you know, and a lot of folks saying, and I have a family of 10 and we're all using this. And, you know, if if it was per, uh, you know, a cost per user per month, that's really going to add up. That's not tenable. Yeah. You know, it's just me. I $6 per month wouldn't, wouldn't probably make me, you know, you know, leave Google and figure something else out. I also don't know what else I would figure out that would be free at this point. But it's nice to know that Google is kind of saying, okay, okay, I, I, I see how we're screwing a lot of people over potentially. And, you know, we, we, we want to make sure that we're we're not alienating uh, customers who will buy lots of other services from us. Did, did you take the survey? No. Oh, yeah. Did you take the survey? Take, take the survey. You should take the survey. Well, okay, I will. <laughs> this this is the era. This is the era of big companies blinking. <laughs> by the way, yeah, right. Like, no kidding. Like, oh, we say that. What we really meant was, yeah. There's a lot of this and, and the reason I, I, you know, all joking aside, the, the reason everybody who's affected by this should take that survey, you know, with within the next few days, uh, is is that Google is probably going to tailor what they do based yeah. on how many people right. say, you know, I need this, right? Because uh, if it's if it's twelve, then they can do a whole different response than if it's several thousand, which is probably yeah. several thousand, yeah. if not more. Yeah. Right. This this is probably a ham-fisted attempt from Google to do cost recovery, mm. right? Because mm. <clears throat> they're just assuming that people that have you know domains attached to their Gmail accounts probably have small little businesses running, 
uh, you know, as opposed to vanity accounts and, and everything else. But yep. <clears throat> it's all folks with vanity accounts are getting probably the most affected by this. And those are the loudest, right? And I think Google yeah. underestimated how how loud they would be. <laughs> so <laughs> so that's why they're like, if you're not a business, we'll talk we'll talk to you. We we want to avoid the 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 PR splash. So there yeah. you go. Yeah. Very cool. Well, earlier this month, on January 7th, to be exact, we talked about the U.S. ITC decision that Google infringed on five audio technology patents held by Sonos related to controlling a group of speakers. Google released ITC-approved redesigns to bring their products into compliance and avoid import bans. One of those changes meant that users have to adjust each speaker in a group's volume individually now. Not the end of the world, but annoying if you have a bunch of speakers in your house and you like to control them together. When we talked about it a few weeks ago, we said, so instead of paying Sonos a license, Google decided to remove functionality and asked if you thought that that was fair. Obviously, that that, uh, ended up uh, giving us quite a few responses. Rob, I think, if I'm not mistaken, you're in the camp of, no, that does not seem fair. Uh, And if you don't use Google speakers, you shouldn't get too comfortable because Sonos may target other speaker systems as well. But let's start with... Sonos versus Google and 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 why you're not happy with the outcome. So, well, aside from the fact that literally a, a week beforehand, I ripped out all the Sonos in my house and <laughs> put Google speakers everywhere. And then, and <laughs> so there was a little and insult why, and why did, did, yeah. powering the whole house. Well, and why did you do that? Uh, because the Sonos, I mean, uh, Sonos doesn't give you. So I've got, well, let me back up. I've got this longstanding thing of like, I don't, I, I, I repel against companies that have this siloed system that don't give me the option to expand to other things. And Sonos is, is one of those companies, one right? Those, yeah. it's, even though they produce really nice equipment, you have to get their equipment, right? I can't use my Bose things with, mm. you know, it, it, it's got to be a Sonos thing. So that was annoying. Um, I got annoyed when Sonos, um, you know, gurgled on the on the version one to version two mm-hmm. version of the speakers. I didn't want to go through and refresh all the speakers in my house. I didn't want to remain on the old version of the product. So there's just a number of things that had, had bubbled up. And it's like, you know what? I don't need this. I'll pull the Sonos speakers out. I'll use uh, Google AudioCast everywhere. Um, and I can attach those to my, my regular speakers in the home. And plus it will pay attention to my voice. And I can have podcasts like dtns like play over the speakers without too much difficulty so all that stuff was working out really great and then this thing happened uh and and i was like well seriously and it's it's it is an inconvenience of course to you know send audio to the whole home and have to like walk into the room that you want the volume to change at and go change that um but really there's there's something else fundamentally going on here and it it has to do with um obvious versus non-obvious art in IP. And it, what, I, what I'd like to find out, and it's really hard to find out with all the, the, the media going on around this, is Sonos saying that, that Google specifically stole the actual code to do speaker control and other, other functionality. There's other functionality they're not telling us, right? So did, did they take the actual code or did they take the concept? If they took the concept i i call bs right if if they took the code sure but that means that google can code around it and and do the code in a different different fashion and if it is the fact that sonos is trying to claim obvious art 
then the next in line would be Amazon, right? And and you've already hear you already hear rumblings on the internet about the Amazon Alexa service being mm-hmm. the next target, right? <clears throat> so, I mean, yeah. as somebody who I I I have one, two, three, four, five Sonos speakers in my mm-hmm. in my tiny mm-hmm. little house, you know, why yeah. not? But yeah. um, you know, and and I'm I'm sort of committed to the platform at this point. Yeah. But I, but I, 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 I echo quite a few of your sentiments, Rob. Where this isn't ideal, I just find them to be superior speakers. Yeah. But I'm also using Amazon's uh, service. You know, we'll mm-hmm. call her A mm-hmm. uh, for now. Through all those Sonos speakers, and if there was any issue between the two companies, yeah. sure, I could figure out another option. But that would be extremely. Um, uh, it would suck. It would yeah. suck. <laughs> yeah. This yeah. is one of those stories that I, I feel like in the broadest sense is minimally impactful just because there's not that many people who, who have Google speakers, you know, over, I mean, there's a lot, but there's, you know, it's not a majority of the people that have them. And then of those people, how many people use it in the multi-home, uh, co- you know, enough that this causes a problem. But if you are, which you are, Rob, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. then that's highly annoying. So why doesn't Google just pay to license the patent? I mean, I, well, that's, I that's unless other... Sonos is being, you know, unusually uh, uncooperative, you you would think they'd be able to come to an agreement. Yeah, this is going to come out of it in one of two different ways, right? They're either going to do that; they're just going to like pony up the money and, and pay Sonos. Um, they could also buy Sonos, by the way. Let's talk about that for <laughs> a second too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Let's like that's the money that Google finds in their couch. Sure. Right. <clears throat> so they could, they could do the same thing they did with Fitbit. Um, or there, if it is a, you took our code during our, um, uh, the, the period of cooperation that we mm-hmm. have, uh, and they can prove that that's what happened, then it's Google's got to just recode and then they'll be back online. So, so I, I think this is a temporary annoyance more than anything. And usually but, these things are right. And usually, usually these things are it, but it's, it's, as we start to relinquish more and more of our services to cloud-based services, and as you two know, I'm a cloud guy, so uh, I'm, I'm pro that. But un- until we start having regulations and, and legal mechanisms in place to prevent these larger companies from doing bait and switch on services, which is kind of what this is, it, it, it's tenuous steps forward. It's two steps forward, one step back, right? So Yeah. Uh, and, and, and Google, you know, very quickly worked around most yeah. of the issues. It's just the group volume thing that they couldn't come up with an immediate solution. That well, it was, that, it was that and the hardware control on the phone. Like I used to be able to just use my phone volume switch to, to control the right. volume. In the house. But I noticed this morning it's back. Yeah. The they were able to work around that one. It's the group volume. What were you doing? What, yet. what did you have to do between in the meantime? You had to use the Google home app. You had to go, you had to actually, uh, different I see, volume and got it or walk up Instead to the physical the device. buttons. Yeah. Right. Which is, right. Which is hard right. to do in the ceiling system that I have. Well, uh, we like, we like getting feedback from folks. So thanks for the feedback on Sonos. Uh, thanks to Rob for, for sharing the personal experience of there, there many of you and, 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 by many, I mean like three or four, but still several of you uh, wrote in asking about battery swaps over the past few weeks. Uh, that's the idea that instead of recharging an electric vehicle on a road trip, say, you just pull into a place that'll take out your depleted battery, swap in a new one that's fully charged, and off you go. 
there are a lot of benefits to doing that besides just saving you time because uh, a lot of these battery swaps you know claim to be done in a couple of minutes <laughs> you wouldn't have to worry about degrading batteries because you'd always have the latest battery tech in your car uh, that also mean you might get improved range over the life of your car instead of decreased range from an aging battery now people are doing this gogoro has done this with scooters for years scooters of course take much smaller batteries than a full-size vehicle uh tesla toyed around with the idea back in 2013 they spent three or four years on it but the program stalled in 2016 and they never went back to it china's nio or neo uh announced it had reached 700 battery swap stations as of this past december so they're full bore on it uh they can charge uh they charge you a few hundred dollars a month to lease a battery, and then you get up to six monthly swaps. Its swap stations are automated. They change the battery in three minutes. Uh, partly the reason they can do that is the government of China set a national EV battery swap standard and partnered with companies to develop the stations. So the government is involved in encouraging it. You may wonder why other governments haven't done the same. The challenge is to this system are logistical and financial. You would need a lot more batteries than cars to make this work on a widespread basis. Uh, You need a good logistical plan so that charged batteries are available at the right place when they're needed. Uh, You need a program for safety testing those batteries uh, and to responsibly dispose of older batteries in the system. And to make sense, battery swapping also needs scale. And to get scale... It would be best if all the cars had a universal battery standard so that they could all take the same kind of battery, just like most vehicles can use the same kind of gasoline. That's a design constraint, though, and it's going to be difficult to get car manufacturers to agree to that. None of those are insurmountable problems, but the question is whether there's a big enough payoff to make the effort to surmount them as China is doing. Vehicle range right now is regularly in the 300-mile range, and it's going up. Charging times are around 20 minutes on a supercharger and getting closer to 15. Is the extra 15 to 20 minutes compelling enough to get enough customers enough of the time to want to do a battery swap when they might have to pay a few hundred dollars a month to do it? One possibility might be for fleets. Uh, You have a swap station for all your trucks or all your ride-hailing service cars or some such thing uh, in your own facility. You know exactly what your demand is. That that simplifies a lot of things. In fact, that's a bet that a San Francisco company called Ample, uh, which has five swap stations in partnership with Uber and Sally, is doing. But it looks like most car companies, outside of China anyway, are betting that charging is just going to get good enough and the cases where it would be worth it to do battery swaps are rare enough that it isn't worth pursuing at this point, even if it does work. I'm not sure if it's not that it's not worth pursuing. It's just that the hill is very, very high. Well, <laughs> yeah, mount, surmount, mounting the hill is not yeah. what's worth it. Not not that doing it at all wouldn't be worth it. Yeah. But you can you can still see the advantage of doing it, though, because it, it's <clears throat> it's there's a couple of things. Right? It's difficult to rely on consumers, sorry, consumers, uh, to properly dispose of batteries uh, or properly deal with battery maintenance issues. Um, There is, uh, you know, the people who are commuting, they don't want to wait 20 minutes, right? I mean, it requires a lot of planning ahead to make sure your car is is pre-charged and ready to go for your commute. But if Um, you're commute, aren't you doing it from home? So you're just charged overnight. Theoretically, yeah. But again, consumers, right? So you mm. have to assume they plugged your car in at night, which mm. I guess a lot of people do. Most of them do, but yeah, yeah, so, okay. Yeah, so so you know, if 
if they can get the charge rates down to like five minutes, then that's competitive with pulling into a petrol station and filling your car up. Yeah. Right. So that's kind of the big thing. But what, what I hear from most EV owners is I only worry about charging when I'm taking a road trip. Day to day, I'm charged overnight and I almost never have to deal with it. Yeah. Yeah. But then, then you do worry about it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, as as somebody who has a, you know, I I lease my current car. It's not mm-hmm. an EV, um, so th- this wouldn't really apply to me. But let's say it was to pay a little more per month for the, you know, the life of my lease. To to say, yeah, if it gets to that point, I want a new battery. That I think is attractive to a lot of folks because there's su- such a barrier to entry for so many people being like, yeah, but what if I take that road trip? Sure. I don't do that every day, but what if I do? And I just don't want to get stuck, you know, on the side of the freeway for a while and it kind of ruins everything. This would be, um, a, a potentially great solution, but again, it does require a lot of batteries to be sitting around waiting for cars to need them, you know, and does that turn into sort of its own landfill? Yeah. Well, we, we have that problem now, though, right? So you, you have we D-cell, do. C-cell, B-cell, A-cell batteries, right? Those are There's more batteries than there are devices that take those batteries. Right. That's, that's currently an issue. What I have an issue or concern about, I guess, is that the, the batteries that are used to power vehicles, uh, they're dangerous. Right. And if if a if a Tesla battery starts on fire, you can't put it out. You have to have a chemical that that puts a thing out. So if you've got a reservoir of batteries sitting in a a stop at the side of the road and those all start going up, it's a problem. Yeah. And and not that you can't deal with that safely. I mean, gasoline also can explode and we we figured it out. But that's a that's another one of those problems that would need to be solved. Yeah. That makes it go, well, mm-hmm. maybe charging is good enough, especially because if it's mostly needed on road trips, a lot of times on, and this is what I hear from EV owners is on a road trip, I'm going to stop, go to the bathroom, get a bite to eat anyway. So the extra few minutes in there really doesn't show up, really doesn't annoy me that much. So Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've got a, I've got a, a you know, like Sarah, I lease a car and um, it, it gets me the, the fuel efficiency combined with the computer controlling the car uh it's an audi and it does so it does all this stuff on when i'm taking long road trips i can get all the way down to los angeles on one tank from san francisco right yeah i can do that with my car too yeah i think about it yeah so (laughs) it's so it's kind of it's you know and would i be annoyed on that trip if i had to stop twice which is what you'd have to do in a tesla maybe i don't know i don't know it's unclear if you regularly drive your EV from San Francisco to Los Angeles, uh, send us an email. Yeah. Yeah. Do you not need a bathroom break? If so, how are yeah. you an alien? Yeah. Feedback at DailyTechNewsShow.com. Please do. No, seriously. I mean. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free. Or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard. 
But now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. All right. In Q1 of its earnings, uh, Apple reported the largest single quarter of revenue, up 11% on the year with earnings of $2.10 per share, both beating analyst estimates. So... It was a good quarter for Apple. Every product category except iPad saw growth. Mac sales were up 25% on the year, followed by services up 24%. iPhone revenue grew 9%. And CEO Tim Cook said that supply issues were improving with chip supply on legacy nodes still the biggest issue. So how about that transition to service revenue? Because we've been talking about this for some time, Apple wanting to be more of a services company. Well, that made up less than 16% of Apple's overall revenue. So still a small chunk, but not insignificant and growing. Apple reports that it has 785 million paying subscribers in total across all the services it offers, up 165 million over last year. So a good, good growth jump. Getting subscribers is helped by having people who use Apple devices. We talk about this all the time. The walled garden. The active Apple install base grew by uh, 150 million devices to 1.65 billion devices. Apple's services segment includes the App Store, iCloud, and Apple TV+, Plus, as well as music and news and games, fitness, payment, and other services. So you might ask... Okay, how is Apple TV Plus doing since Apple doesn't break out those numbers specifically? Well, Apple was a little cagey about this, but CEO Tim Cook focused on the number of awards and nominations that Apple TV Plus's programming slate has enjoyed. 200 award wins and more than 890 nominations. I don't know how you would get that many nominations. Probably some award shows I've never heard of. A lot, but of, Emmy, rather, a lot of Emmys, a lot of weird Emmy uh, categories. A lot of, my yeah, guess. yeah, sure. So, but rather than, you know, focusing on viewership or subscriber numbers, Cook mentioned, you know, popular feature films, The Tragedy of Macbeth, for example, or Coda, Swan Song, threw in some plugs for upcoming series, Severance, The After Party. And in response to an analyst question about, well, okay, where is Apple TV Plus going? Would it? For example, want to acquire a studio? You know, where's the growth going to come from going forward? Cook said, we don't make purely financial decisions about the content. We try to find great content that has a reason for being. (laughs) Cook went on to say, and this is a quote, we love shows like Ted Lasso and several of the other shows. He couldn't remember any of those. (laughs) We have a reason for existing and that may have a good message and may make people feel better at the end of it. But I don't feel we've narrowed our universe of things that we're selecting from. There's plenty to pick from out there, and I think we're doing a pretty good job of it as we speak. So, well, that was very Hollywoody of Cook. (laughs) It's like he spent time in Hollywood for that statement. Um, You know, I'm not going to comment on the hardware. You know, see my previous comment about Sonos. Even if the silo is big, big siloed companies drive me crazy. Um, But the content thing is interesting because because they have. 
failed kind of spectacularly uh, at services in the past, right? It's it's you know Apple Maps is it's getting it's better than it ever was. It's been but, a yeah, long it's, road for Apple. It's been Maps, a long yeah. It, let's put it that way. Right? I see what you did there. Yeah, I see nice. what you did there. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, and their ability to deal with you know iCloud and the rest of it. It's just been they don't know how to deal with the internet. But um, this is an area that they could probably succeed in. I'm mean, going going to sixteen percent from zero is a pretty good number, I got to say. And uh, it probably, I haven't looked at the charts, but I'm sure it corresponds to the fact, uh, to the timing when they opened it up. Because it used to be you could only get Apple TV on the Apple device, the Apple TV device. Mm-hmm. And, and they opened it up, but now you can get it on Chromecast and, and, and um, Amazon Fire and every you know, all, all the other stuff. And that probably resulted in explosive growth. Yeah. Um, that and Apple content, One, bundling stuff, I think probably helped too. Right? Yeah, I, I, absolutely. Yeah, the same is probably true of Apple Music. I don't use that either, but uh, I know that the numbers there have increased as well. Um, so that strategy, I think, is paying off uh, as to whether they're going to buy a studio or not. I mean, Amazon did it, and, and you know, but did, Netflix hasn't, right? Netflix, I mean, they have they have their own internal studios that they built themselves, but I don't think they've acquired any studios. Yeah, they've, they've acquired content, come like Miller World, Correct. you know, but yeah. they haven't acquired a studio the way we think of, you know, yeah. the way right. Amazon wants to acquire yeah. MGM, for instance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I think people misinterpret Apple's strategy, and I think that's what Tim Cook was dancing around, which is we want to make really good shows, and right now we're not worried about competing with Netflix. What we want to have are really good shows that we can point to and say, hey, if you're in yeah. our service universe, That's we've right. got Ted Lasso. You know, we've got Tom Hanks in movies. They they also want you to watch Netflix on Apple TV as well. They'd prefer it if Netflix offered their subscription through the App Store so that they could take 30% of it. Uh, and yeah. I think that's that's really what they want is they want to take a cut of everything. They want to offer channels and all that. And Apple TV Plus is always going to be a little bit of a loss leader to that, I think. They, they're they're doing it now. Like I was surprised. Like I started watching Apple TV. What, what are we? What's the device called? What's the service called? It's Apple TV is the Apple TV thing. and Apple TV Plus is the service. Yes. Okay. So I started watching Apple TV Plus because of Ted Lasso and Foundation and a few other uh, Mythic Quest and a few other things on there that I like. And the quality of the of the production is extremely high. Like it, it's it is. You know, yeah. They've done a really really nice job with it. Um, they have a long way to go to catch up to you know Netflix and HBO Max and and some of the other and, and Hulu, right? But if they continue pumping out content like that, that's great. But what I was surprised was they seem to be taking the route that Amazon's taking, where they've got a hub mm-hmm. of other providers you yep. can subscribe to Showtime via Apple TV Plus, right? And uh, all these other services, which. You know, I, I played with a little bit on Amazon and I found it very confusing. So I just go right to the content provider. You know, I, I get apps for, you know, I've got my own Showtime app and all that stuff. And I just use it that way because um, it's it's confusing when you're navigating. But you're right. It, it, they want to be the portal that everyone logs into and they take a little piece of the pie yeah. as you go from Apple TV to Showtime or Apple TV to to stars or wherever else you're going to go. Yeah, I, th- I think that that is the plan. And whether it's as a, an add-on to Apple TV Plus, or whether it's just an app, that they're taking thirty percent on, maybe fifteen percent of an Amazon's yeah. case. Uh, yeah, they just they just want a little little cut of all that action. All right, let's check out the mailbags here. Let's do it. By the way, feedback at dailytechnewsshow.com is where to send an email that you want us to read, something that we've talked about on the show, something that sparks your interest that we might talk about on a future show, such as Andrew. Andrew wrote in and said, 
I have two things on the zero trust story from Thursday's show. Number one, there are already some widely used government-run zero trust systems, at least uh, in the Department of Defense. Platform One has one, and I'm sure that there are others as cloud-based deployment and development gains popularity. Cool. Number two, standardization and interoperability between zero trust providers is not fully ironed out yet. I have to use a zero trust tool from vendor A at my job to access one set of networks while another set of networks that currently runs on a VPN is transitioning to a zero trust app from vendor B. If the two are installed on my computer at the same time, it seems like neither will work. Huh. I'm a long tenured software engineer and I don't really know why. Says yeah. Andrew. <laughs> so so uh, good to get a, a little inside, uh, in, in, inside info on that. Thank you, Andrew, for sharing that. Uh, the plan is really good. The execution always uh, is, yeah. is where the issues can, can crop up. There's an interesting article on TechDirt uh, today about uh, military folks using Signal, even though it's officially against policy, because sometimes they don't have the official policy approved messaging app because they don't have a, a a phone that has been issued that can that can run it. So there's there's always those workarounds out there. Well, thanks to everybody who writes in. Thank you to you, Andrew, um, and everybody else who sends us email. Please keep it coming. It's always nice to get your thoughts. Uh, it makes our show better. We also would like to thank our brand new bosses. Got two of them today: Stacy Hall and Richard Terry. Both just started backing us on Patreon. Thank you, Stacy, and thank you, Richards. Also, thanks to you, Rob DeMillo, for being with us today. Um, always uh, a pleasure to have you. Let uh, folks know where they can uh, keep up with what you do. You big lug. Um, you can find out everything I'm doing at About Me. Uh, <laughs> so About Me slash Rob DeMillo. Um, and, of course, if you want to check out Skidmore Orings and Merrill, my friend, you can look at uh, www.som.com and find out what we're doing. Well, thanks for being with us again today. Uh, and a reminder for folks, you might be listening or watching live, but if you aren't, we are live Monday through Friday at 4.30 p.m. Eastern, 21.30 UTC. We have a lot of fun chatting in the back channels about everything we're doing. You can find out more at dailytechnewsshow.com slash live. And we will be back Monday. I hope you all have a great weekend. This week's episodes of Daily Tech News Show were created by the following people. Host, producer, and writer Tom Merritt. Host, producer, and writer Sarah Lane. Executive producer and booker Roger Chang. Producer, writer, and host Rich Drafalino. Video producer and Twitch producer Joe Kuntz. Associate producer Anthony Lemos. Spanish language host, writer, and producer Dan Campos. News host, writer, and producer Jen Cutter. Science correspondent Dr. Nikki Ackermans. Social media producer and moderator Zoe Detterding. Our mods, Beatmaster, W. Scottis One, BioCow, Captain Kipper, Jack Shin. Steve Guadarrama, Paul Reese, Matthew J. Stevens, and J.D. Galloway. Mod and video hosting by Dan Christensen. Video feed by Sean Way. Music and art provided by Martin Bell, Dan Luters, Mustafa A., Acast, and Len Peralta. Live art performed by Len Peralta. Acast ad support from Trace Gaynor. Patreon support from Dylan Harari. Contributors for this week's shows include Scott Johnson and Justin Robert Young. Guests on this week's shows included J.J. Owen Stone, uh, Owen J.J. Stone, O'Doctor, and Rob DeMillo. And thanks to all our patrons who make the show possible. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Get more at frogpants.com. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs> Apologies, though, Doctor, for saying your name wrong in the credits. You'll oh, never hear but, the end of it, Tom. I know. <laughs>
but I wouldn't even if I'd gotten it right. So I guess it's fine. <laughs> You're supposed to remember everything all the time. Don't you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's, I know. Are job. you not perfect? Human? <laughs> that's your job. Uh, <laughs> hey, uh, folks, if you're watching live uh, and you would like to get that uh, wonderful DTNS beanie, a.k.a. Skullcap, a.k.a. Toque, uh, Rob DeMillo is modeling it for us on the video uh, right now. How does it feel, Rob? It's great. Actually, I, and I'm not making this up. I wear this thing almost every day. That's, that's it's comfy. I, I was wearing it the other it's day on the very, dog. Very comfortable. Yeah. Uh, you can go to dailytechnewsshow.com slash store and buy one. And if you're watching us live, type cheese right now, all lowercase in the Twitch chat and win a 20% discount code for the DTNS store. Uh, if you are selected after typing the word cheese, uh, it'll be whispered to you on Twitch. It's valid for one week. So uh, I hope everyone took their lactate because there's a lot of cheese in the chat room. I was, um, I was having an argument not even kidding no, with somebody earlier weren't. today. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> uh, no, we were having an argument about cheese. Oh. Uh, because, cheese? Yeah, because, so one of my favorite things in the world for a little snack, you know, let's say the 49ers are playing on Sunday. What am I going to do? I'm going to sit on the floor at the coffee table. I might eat, I'm going to eat uh, tortilla chips and salsa and have a little shredded cheese on top. So I mentioned that to a friend and he was like, cool. Yeah, whatever. Fine. You're making nachos. And I'm like, no, 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 they're not nachos. Like nothing's heated. It's just cheese and salsa and, you know, really good thick chips. And he was like, what are you doing? Wait, what kind of cheese is this? Like just like shredded taco blend. Okay. So it's not melted. No, okay. it's not melted. Right. But the it's not, a, and it's cold. not a dip. You're just, you just got some cheese, some shredded cheese. I mean, it's, it's, you could think of it as you're dipping it. It's more but of it, a sprinkle. I, I mean, like, it's not like, um, like that cheese whiz kind of dip where it's like, oh, no, 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 like no. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's, I mean, taco blend is basically shredded, uh, jack and cheddar. cheddar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's jack yeah. and cheddar. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's not, but, you know, liquidy. kind of finely. Yeah. 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 Like it's, I could shred it myself, but I just, tend to buy them your argument is it doesn't become nachos until you stick it under the broiler well so he was just like what What? you're kidding like you you're not melting the cheese and i was like cheese is good i mean unmelted it does feel a little bit like a missed opportunity but if 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 i'm lazy (laughs) i don't know if i'm lazy like it's like i'm that's fine i got no problem with it it's cheese i'm I'm here to ask the hard-hitting questions all right sarah do you use yeah. jalapenos? Do you put jalapenos on that? Sometimes, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I uh, always have jalapenos in the, in the fridge. That's a that's a staple. So they're right. out of a can, a jar, or a can, or something. They're sliced and ready to go, and they're they've been soaking in. They're vinegar. in a jar, pickled. Okay, pickled um, jalapenos. And the, pickled, yeah. Uh, yeah, and then you know if if you have an avocado handy and you want to get crazy, okay, you so know you do it. You do a little av on the top. Little off. <laughs> so, so what you have—that's the most California thing I've ever heard you say. Uh, so what you have then is a deconstructed taco. Well, and it, I'm like, it, it just right, tastes good. But my friend was like, I just can't believe because we've talked about this, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes uh, over the years we talk about food a lot, particularly cheese. He's like, I just can't believe you haven't been melting the chips in the oven with the cheese this whole time. Oh, in the oven, please, please. We didn't got time for that. Just eat, no. just eat up. <laughs> no, 
I, I, I don't know. Like I, I don't feel it's weird at all. Tell them you're like, being you environmentally have, you responsible. Have unmelted cheese on you're like, sandwiches. I'm not using. I'm not wasting energy. You know, with ah, the there we go. That's 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 the green angle. Yeah, you have to get the green these are green there. nachos. There you go. There you go. With yeah, olive on them. And when pe- and when people say, well, but like, but what you're gonna like, like fill up every chip. Like where you have to like do the salsa and the cheese and maybe a little avocado and maybe jalapeno every time on every chip. And I'm like, that's what makes it fun. Yeah. It's a different experience, folks. It's a fun, like, you know, finger food. It's deconstructed you know taco. That's a good, that's, that's perfectly Thank fine, you. Man. I appreciate this because yeah. <laughs> I was feeling like, you know, well, I guess I'm just really crazy this morning. Listen, I've been there. Sometimes I'll, I'll like throw them in the microwave to melt the cheese, but sometimes I don't even have time for that. You just want to eat, no. just want to eat the thing. Yeah. yeah. Cold pizza. Right. Also fine. Right. Exactly. Oh, no. Okay. Just I can't depends. go that far. Can't go there. Oh, we just lost Rob. <laughs> yeah. Just lost me. Rob <laughs> says you've taken it too far. I was with you right up to the cold pizza part and I just can't do it. I can't do it. But what this has done though is told me what I'm going to do for dinner tonight. Which is? Deconstruct the taco. Nachos and pizza. Deconstruct a taco. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I, I'm telling you. I mean, you it's, took- it's a delight. I think I have all the components. It's a delight. Sure, including it's not a, hot, but including you know. an avo. What did you call it? An avo? I've got an avo. An av. Av. An av. An av. Yeah. Yeah. Av. If it's two, is it an av club? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Are you an av club, Rob? <laughs> I do an av club. You might be. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny at the same time. I, I like to uh, I like to put my cold pizza in the broiler and just like yeah. sit there for about three minutes. Uh, mm-hmm. No, that no, works. cold pizza. Sure. I'm wrong with that. You get a uh, cast iron pan, a little olive oil, put cold pizza on there. Two minutes. I do Chris, that, but with olive wait, wait, wait. oil. Two two minutes from when the pan has been heated. <laughs> wait, wait. What did I say? Is that two two minutes after you've heated up the pan, or from <laughs> you like, said olive oil? But I was I was making an olive joke. Oh, I see. Avocado oil. Uh, always good thing. for yeah. high high heat tolerance. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, no, well, no, because olive oil actually has a very low smoke point. Yes, no, you can change that to a yes. Is, yeah, yeah. Avocado oil, coconut oil, peanut oil is pretty good. Uh, algae. I'm, oil. I'm incredibly hungry right now. And cottonseed <laughs> oil. Have you ever used cottonseed oil? Sesame uh, I think you're oil. Supposed to. Mm. I think cottonseed is kind of one of the bad oils. Yeah. Why? I don't know. I just feel like I remember that. You know what I think it is? Because when you hear hydrogenated (laughs) cottonseed oil, everyone says, ooh, yeah, stay away. That's different. (laughs) Uh, Let's pick a title for this show uh, (laughs) over at uh, showbot.tv slash DTNS2. I'll read off the top three vote getters. Thank you, everybody, for voting. We got some good votes. 46 DTNS votes, 62 GDI votes. Here are the top three vote getters, and then Roger will tell us which one we picked. Uh, Zoe Brings Bacon, obvious versus non-obvious art. That's a good one. Hmm. Uh, Zoe Brings Bacon also with Google Fought the People, and the People won. (laughs) And Larry and Atlanta... With Google actually listened to us. We had to go with Larry and Atlanta's Google actually listened to us. Yeah. It, uh, it's a nice It was in the cold one. open. Yeah, yeah. Uh, GDI, top three vote getters. Uh, Zoe brings bacon with put the cradle and the bathwater in the grave, which is literally something I said. So, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> uh, Larry and Atlanta with how many illegal space aliens do we have? <laughs> yeah. 
And let's let's, let's do a little out. census. And then Nth Mike uh, with a freezer just for pie. Uh, we went ever. with uh, Lion Jim videos. That's what an alien would say. <laughs> that one's good, too. Oh, I do like that one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we also got some raises. Thank you, folks, uh, for for uh, showing that you think we did a good job. Uh, Savage Bunny gave us a big old raise. Uh, Bill Johnson at SW Texas also gave us nice big raises. Thank you all. Uh, we appreciate you showing faith in the show. Also, thanks to everybody over on Twitch uh, who's been supporting us there. We got new followers. Cam39028, Valentine 5 and Defiant Geek. Welcome to the club. Got bits from Zoe Brings Bacon and Aldi LDL. And Grest Uther resubscribed for the 30th month. Gave us the old thumbs up emoji. Name. Yeah. I love that name. Uh, thank you. Uh, and... Uh, Thank you, Rob DeMillo. It was a pleasure having you back. Oh, no. Thank you, Thomas Merritt. It's I appreciate it. Good. I like, to have. I like being here. I'm glad you do. We like, we having, you. like having you. Yeah. It's all cozy. Come back early and often. Until Monday, everyone. Please have three good days. <laughs> yes, including consecutive, today. Consecutively or just... Well, three good 24-hour <laughs> periods. You know what? Work it out how you need to. Yeah, whatever Just have you need. to ha- Make sure they're good. <laughs> Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free. Or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hi, I'm Kara Berry, host of Everyone's Business But Mine, and I am an all-inclusive addict. Enter Club Med, the best all-inclusive for you and your family. With resorts worldwide from their family flagship resort, Club Med Punta Cana, to their only mountain resort in Canada, Club Med Quebec, they have everything you need to relax with their 20 plus sports activities wellness programs you can dine on delicious cuisine and make memories with your family so book your next getaway with club med visit clubmed.us or call 1-800-CLUB-MED or your travel advisor